0: Good morning to everyone, uh, our listeners. Happy Halloween, and welcome to edition three of the Hoops Temple podcast. I'm Richard Blue, and with me on the line is Mr. Nathan Schwartz. Nathan, how are you doing? Hey, doing good, Richard. How are you doing today? I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm a little stressed out right now because I'm seeing a top three pick just being squandered away by a good basketball play. Other than that, I'm all right.
1: Are you... You trying to suggest the Knicks are going to get a top three pick this year or that they're uh, they're about to lose it? Or which team are you looking at here for that top three pick?
0: I'm talking about my Knicks, and I'm talking about, you know, I was like the one good thing I had was, like, oh, at least we'll lose a lot of games and maybe get an unbelievable player next year. It doesn't, I don't know. We, Porzingis is playing very well right now.
1: Oh, yeah, 36 points per game, a win over the Cavs. They're uh
0: they're and coming last up? night, last night the boy just, I don't even know what's going on, man. I'm getting stressed. <laughs> hey, you
1: uh, you could be looking at, at a first round playoff team, with the mix if
0: uh, if everything keeps up. Hey, then maybe maybe we can uh, trade Joakim Noah for Demarcus Cousins or something. <laughs> mm, let's let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, happy Halloween to everybody. Nathan, do you have a, a costume?
1: Yeah, I'm going as Bojack Horseman.
0: Fair, fair. Not basketball related. Well, I'm not going to basketball related costume either. I'm going as uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers with a broken collarbone. So, nice. Uh, nice. It should be uh, a very interesting day. I'm going to troll a lot of Packer fans, but enough on football. Um, let's get into it. So we've got standings now um, where this is some, some weird, just.
1: Yeah, if. We- uh, we initially planned to record last night, and before the Celtics played and got that win there, the Detroit Pistons were actually leading the Eastern Conference.
0: Yeah, you would have thought it was 2004 and George W. Bush was still president.
1: Yeah, because uh, I've watched the Pistons. They look fine. They look absolutely fine. Nothing outstanding. I and mean, You know, they've got uh, got a healthy team again, in which... Should be enough to get them in the playoffs in the East, but to be five and two, to be leading the Eastern Conference, and right now they're still just in a tie with the Celtics and Magic to lead the Eastern Conference. I don't know what in the world is going on in the NBA anymore.
0: You know, I think 2017 in general is a weird year, and so see, good for Stan Van Gundy. You know, they did acquire Avery Bradley. That's that. That's a, that's mm-hmm. going to be an underrated addition. Mm-hmm. I mean, but five and two coming out. You know, as long as they keep drumming off the floor those last four minutes, it seems like, you know, keep them, keep them away from uh, being fouled late games. They seem to be doing all right for now. Again, it's early, so I just want to remind everybody it's very early. You know, seven games in. This is uh, definitely... I bet I bet everyone in Detroit wishes the playoffs to start today.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we're by no means suggesting that the Pistons are going to be the 3 seed in the playoffs. But we do think this is really fun, this... The season has got off to a lot of fun storylines to start with, um, but Richard, what do you have on tap for us to to look at here today?
0: Well, I figured you know if we look at these, you know, we look at these standings. Uh, we take a look, at quick look at these standings. You know, Memphis in first place and Detroit in the other first place. Warriors are the, the tied for the actually, you know, they have the fourth seed because technically Houston would have the tiebreaker. Yep, they're both at five and three. My Knicks are doing better than your Lakers, which I think is very weird. The Cavs are 3-4 and four after the Knicks beat them uh, two nights ago. Just uh, some interesting stuff here. What I wanted to roll into, well, I figured this is a great topic. Uh, let's t- we talk about um, good-bad teams and bad-good teams, because that seems to be the theme of these first few weeks sure. in the NBA. sure.
1: Uh, and let's, if we're going to start off the discussion with uh, good-bad teams, I just want to say Orlando. I did an in-depth breakdown on the website of the, the Magic's offense against the Spurs because they absolutely trounced the Spurs, and they looked really good doing it. You know, a lot of their new stuff has been just to just add three-point shots for all their players. There's Vucevic and Gordon being able to hit consistently, you know, has really opened the floor up. Having Elton Payton not be with the team has... Uh, be a huge plus it'll be interesting to see what happens when he comes back if he's used or if he's kind of just given 10 minutes a night
0: or what what exactly uh, they do I, it? yeah I'm not a, I'm not a huge Alfred Payton fan. Um, never happened he, he really can't shoot
1: there's there's less and less of a place for any player let alone a point guard in the NBA if you can't hit a three it just the, the league has changed
0: yeah and basically we're you know where I think we're pretty much talking about in like five years, like everybody in the NBA is going to be able to knock down a shot.
1: I mean, we are almost there now. I mean, think about right. the big plotting centers
0: that that we had in the past couple of years, and one of them would be Vucevic. And now Vucevic. Dude, is dude, 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 dude. I gotta say, I gotta say, when I, when I, was, when I went to the Nets game the other night, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but uh, I saw Timothy Mozgov hit a fucking three, and I I lost it. I absolutely lost it. I was done. Oh,
1: yeah. I saw that in in the summer leagues. Mozgov was shooting threes. I'm like, where was that last year with the
0: Lakers? Oh, my goodness. If Mozgov can hit threes, I'm done. Like, the, the NBA. You're, you're right. It's going to be sooner than five years. It's basically at that now. You know, Shaq, so,
1: Shaq always claimed that he was a better player than he ever got a show because no coach would let him shoot threes. And it's laughable because it's Shaq and the guy couldn't hit free throws. Do we really think he could hit threes? But,
0: you know, now I don't even know. Maybe Shaq could threes. Maybe. Perhaps Shaq is a victim of coming into the league or being born at the wrong time.
1: I mean, do we we really have to consider the fact that maybe Phil Jackson stopped Shaq from being the greatest three-point shooter we, uh,
0: we've ever seen. Maybe he could be Steph Curry. I think, you know, I would, yeah. Why not? Why not? You know, he's Shaq, and he had shoes just like Steph Curry, and except Shaq's shoes were at Payless, I'm pretty sure. But I, had, I think I had a couple pairs of those shoes. Oh, I definitely had a pair. Because they were cheap
1: and they had an NBA player on them. What more could exactly. you want?
0: Exactly. What more could you want? And he was on your Lakers. Exactly.
1: Moving from the Eastern Conference to the Western Conference, have you watched any of the Grizzlies this year? Because I tried to, and I still just couldn't watch
0: much of them. You know, they're they're not an exciting team to watch. No, they're not. And that's why I'm going to answer you with no. I haven't watched them at all. Really haven't taken the time. I also don't have League Pass. So here in New York where I'm at, the Grizzlies are not really... On unless they're playing the Knicks Even though I'm sure I can find a Grizzly A Memphis bar in Manhattan There's got to be a Grizzlies bar I still I don't know if I want to venture to go watch Very boring Boring basketball They might have good food there though True, true. That might that, be worth that it. That is a fair point. That might be worth it. Maybe Maybe I'll go out to dinner there or something. I think I could get much and, more
1: into a Grizzlies game if I had some Memphis barbecue to go along with it.
0: That's a fair point. That's a fair point. You know, food food does trump all. Yeah, Memphis is top of the Western Conference at 5-2. and two. Very interesting. Yeah. I don't know um, who would have seen that one coming. Definitely not me because I don't even advocate for Memphis to have an NBA franchise. Uh, I think they should move to Nashville, but hey, uh, if they're winning, that means they're filling seats, and I just think that there's n- literally nothing else in Memphis except the University of Memphis as far as like sports, and like everything else in Tennessee is in Nashville. As far as like sp- like you know, we were down there uh, last mm-hmm. August, mm-hmm. and we went to the Sounds game, and we saw we drove by the Titan Stadium. And we went by and we went by Bridgestone, where the Predators play. Yep, yep. You know, I just personally think that they should move the Grizzlies to Bridgestone to share the arena with the Predators in down the heart of downtown Nashville. It just makes sense. But hey, Memphis loves their basketball and I've heard very good things about their fan base. I know Timberlake owns a little piece of the team and yeah, they, do. You, they do how steal, steal Tim, a team from Justin. In Timberlake I know JT uh, the, the, This year's halftime performer Justin Timberlake but Really? I did not see that Yeah, he's back He's back after 14 years mm. so, um, Since the uh, the incident with uh, Janet Jackson and everything So this leaves one uh, valuable question Can he bring Sexy back To the Grizzlies? Well, they've been making the playoffs, man And that makes it a lot easier For them to fill seats And a lot harder to make a case For them to be relocated So, good for them Absolutely Like he definitely has bought Sexy back. Or, uh, the Grizzlies are becoming, I don't know if they're a mirror of his career. They're doing all right. I can't think of another Justin Timberlake reference to make.
1: Well, after their team, or after you suggested to move their team, their fans will cry us a river. Yeah, yeah.
0: I yeah. Mean, isn't Memphis on, they'll cry them a Mississippi River technically because Memphis is on the Mississippi River, and that I've seen that river. If they're crying tears that look like that, they should probably go to a doctor.
1: I'm just trying to make more Justin Timberlake puns.
0: We need Memphis in Absolutely. the playoffs just to make more Justin Timberlake song puns. Absolutely. I want to roll right down to, to the number two seed right now in, in, in the West, which technically would be, I don't even know how... Blake Griffin hitting threes. I I thought he would be. I thought he was an idiot for re-signing. I said this team just needs to bottom out and get a good top pick and restart.
1: But damn, this is one where I'm going to be really happy at least until Blake gets injured, which you know, fingers crossed, it won't happen. But knock history on wood, says knock on wood. But I I pegged Blake Griffin in our first podcast as a potential MVP uh, candidate. I wrote a piece on the site about him being a potential MVP candidate, and lo and behold, check
0: that out. On Hoopstempo.com. Thank you very much for the plug.
1: Uh, and lo and behold, he's got his teams in, even second in the West. Um, they did just get destroyed last night hit by Golden State. I was really hoping they could somehow pull out the win and I could show up overhyped it's about Blake's chance to be the MVP. But, no, he's, he's looking great. The Clippers are looking good. But uh, since Teledosic went down with an injury, they've kind of struggled. I think if he can come back before too long, we could be seeing the Clippers in a a good seed in the playoffs. I'm not quite willing to say that they have a chance to to break into the top four, but if they can get the fifth seed, I think Griffin has a legit chance of being MVP,
0: even with Giannis doing what he's doing. I don't know if Giannis is going to keep. I mean, (laughs) Giannis is taking. (laughs) I, I looked at some Giannis stats last night. Giannis Antetokounmpo is averaging like 34 points a game, shooting 63% from the field. He's averaging 22 shots a game and hitting almost 15 of them. I mean, there's no, I mean, I don't want to say there's no way he can't keep that up because, I mean, Tom Brady's still playing football, Mm -hmm. but those are some unbelievable numbers. 22 shots a game and you're hitting almost 15 of them. That's unbelievable.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, Uh, I, I definitely have Giannis as number one on the MVP watch right now. But the Bucs are also still not winning. They're in the sixth seed in in the East, and I, I once again still very early. But you know, unless if they finish third or fourth, is that
0: really good enough for Giannis to be MVP in the East? No, it's not. Because if you have such you if you have one of the five incredible talents that are in the East, there's no excuse. But you know what? I'll blame that on you surrounding him with the likes of Chris Middleton. You know, so Ooh. I mean, but we'll get we'll Ooh. get to that later. We'll get to that later, but it's just like I'm gonna win you, you over, over s- on Middleton before the season's out because Chris I, is my. Boy. I still, like I said, I still prefer based on their record, and you just proved my point that clearly he's not good enough, and I think that the five nine Kate Middleton will be better. But we'll do we'll get to that in Middleton versus Middleton later in the segment.
1: All right. Um. Well, it sounds like we're about ready to move on. And to the, uh, to the bad, and good teams, you know, the teams that we expected to be really good, that are are middling around and
0: here. Ah, oh, of course. What do, you, do you want to start in the East? Sure, sure. What on earth is going on with the Cleveland Cavaliers? I think that they're just trying to figure some things out. Um, Wade's trying to figure out his role there. It feels like you're one in Miami all over again, except with an older, more decrepit Wade. Other than that... I mean, LeBron still LeBron. They they started out hot. They were blowing teams out of the water, and then, I don't know, I guess they've kind of come back down to earth. Their their point differential is not good. I think they're currently on a three-game losing streak as well, but I think that they will definitely rebound. I mean, this is LeBron James we're talking about here. It would be incredible if LeBron missed a playoffs with the Cavs for the first time since, I don't know what, I can't, I don't even have that stat right now, but. I know it's been, like, since the mid-2000s.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've been a staple ever since when LeBron's there. If we discount his time in Miami, Cavs right. have been a staple. LeBron has been a staple. And with how bad the East is, the, the Cavs will not miss the playoffs. They are the fourth-worst defensive rating team in the league right now. You know, we, we all thought Jay Crowder would really... Would be a positive thing for them to have on defense. But when you move Tristan Thompson to the bench and you're starting Love at the 5, really Crowder is your only committed defender out there. I'm giving LeBron a pass because he has to do so much with that team Him that he can't be a committed defender. With the other starters out there, you know, Crowder is your only committed defender. Thompson off the bench, which will play defense, but they don't have anyone else who can defend and on that team
0: it's really unfortunate i just you would we all i think that every sportscaster and reporter talked about the fact that the cabs need to address the fact that they were old and unathletic mm-hmm. and i don't really the trade for kyrie that yeah they got crowded you're right and they got a little bit more athletic but not they really didn't help and address those things um Obviously, I think with just LeBron alone, and once Wade gets going, if they can keep everyone healthy down the stretch, they'll be in the finals. I'm not hitting the panic button if I'm Cleveland right now or anything like that. Really? Not seven games? No, not seven games into the season. LeBron James is still healthy.
1: You know? I, you know? I might not be hitting the panic button, but you know how like there's always like a glass case or something over the panic button, and I'm at least breaking that glass case or like lifting it up. And like getting putting my hand on the button because they're not getting younger. That doesn't happen over the course of the season. And Wade can't guard anyone. Rose doesn't guard anyone. Isaiah Thomas, when he comes back, even if he comes back fully healthy, is not guarding anyone. Korver, who's looked good out there and what I've seen, doesn't play any defense. Jeff Green doesn't play any defense. Who do they have that will ever play defense for this team?
0: I'm sure the fans would happily come and get on the court and guard the other players while the Cavs rested so they can make the finals. (laughs) That's really the best answer I could give you. Other than that, Nathan, I would say, you're you're breaking the glass case around the panic button. I'm too busy exploring Cleveland drinking craft beer and not paying attention to Cavs basketball until April.
1: All right. Unless
0: LeBron gets hurt. I'm I'm just saying there's a trade to be made that they need to figure out. I don't know what it is. But they've got to make some move because. We'll see where the Brooklyn pick is at the trade deadline. And, you know, now that Lynn's out for the year, unless D'Angelo Russell takes a two year leap and where I think he's going to be um, this year, I think that pick will still be valuable. Maybe they can flip it for, as we discussed, Cousins or. Fair. S- something there. you know if they if they really need it at the deadline, but if, and also if Cousin starts hitting threes or whatever, I haven't really been watching Pelicans basketball either because that's also really boring. But oh man, uh, I've enjoyed yeah. the Pelicans games I've watched. Just watching the Davis, his
1: cousins play, um, the the two guys is playing together it is not something we've seen in a while. Well, just two legit. Actually, I don't know if we've ever seen two big men that can handle the ball as well as they, they can. Uh, That can shoot as well as they can, that play the four and the five together. Um, They they could be a really tough hang if they can make it to the playoffs, just because those two guys, you know, you play them both forty four minutes a night and and try to see who can handle.
0: And Davis is hurt a lot, and that if is probably the size of our GDP right now. Mm -hmm. Not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. So that's a pretty huge if. Yeah, I that would definitely would not. uh, I would not bank on that. Uh, but I would bank on maybe a trade happening. Like I said, some uh, some more bad good teams that have been happening. Besides the Magic and the Pistons, the Hornets are four and three, and the Pacers are at five hundred, where I thought they'd be zero and six. Oladipo got Player of the Week. <laughs> this is really weird. <laughs> How? Okay, Oladipo, dude, Oladipo. He was a second overall pick. I gotta admit, he was a second overall pick, and. Maybe he finally found himself back home in Indiana where he went to college. And maybe he finally fell in the right situation where if Oladipo's the man, you know, Pacers, at 41-41, 40, and 41 41, the Pacers could be a four seed in the East. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully the East is not that bad. <laughs> you know, I mean,
1: there's still the five good teams in the East. And if the Magic, they play this well. Maybe we've got six good teams. But those are actually those are good, bad teams. It seems we'd not expect to be good or teams we expect to be bad, they're actually playing good. As far as more bad, good teams, Golden State rebounded nicely last night, which kind of kind of makes any discussion about should we break the glass for them or be worried about them premature. But they're also the fifth worst defensive team in the league, net rating-wise. They've just been incredibly apathetic on that end and choosing rather to outscore teams than uh, try to match up, up defensively.
0: Uh, do you have any worry about that- them? Uh no, I they're they're the Warriors. They're the one. They're eternal as long as everyone's healthy. I mean, they just they can't. They've got eighteen lives. They're like two cats like fused together. The numbers look good. Curry and, and Durant, you know, they they both look good. Durant's turnover numbers went down. They're down to three point eight from last week. Mm-hmm. Curry Curry's P is at thirty point eight. Durant's at twenty four. They really the, all their numbers look about on par with the average. Nick Young, I guess I don't know, he's he's definitely come down off his first week. He's averaging six points a game now. Six points a game now. It's the Warriors, so I really can't. I'm not hitting yeah, any yeah. on, or any glass. Durant's averaging two point five blocks a game, man, and I think he keep that up the whole year. Durant's Durant's really showing how good of a defensive player he can be, and I'm really impressed with that.
1: Yeah, you know, I guess I, I guess this, I'm not worried about them either. They're gonna be what they're gonna be, and it's hard coming off of just basically sweeping through the playoffs to really get excited. And for Orlando, you dominated the Clippers last night. Their losses come have come to Detroit, Memphis, and Houston. I could see them not getting excited. And for Detroit, I also think think that it's gonna be really fun when they finally do decide to click. Cause I still
0: that'd be around Christmas. Christmas Day, I think we'll see a, a full effort from them. Maybe I, I think I think they'll meander through these next. These this next two months,
1: I just honestly, I, I still expect them to get close to sixty-five, sixty-seven wins as this year. Which, if I'm if I'm keeping that expectation, that means they're definitely going to have to get a good run in at some point. Which I think that could be guess, really fun to see them get a twenty-game win
0: streak or something. Which, like I said, Christmas, all right, Christmas, all right, they'll they'll start picking up around then. Um, it's fun. The NBA for that at least for that period becomes the focal point. You know, NBA and Christmas Day. It's always been a big thing. Mm-hmm. Even though despite the ugly uniforms that they have every year. Always oh, terrible but,
1: uniforms. Just just wear your same uniform as the NBA.
0: Just wear the same Yeah, ones. it's just so it's the Christmas Day jerseys, I don't people that buy them I'm glad you have money to just to buy ugly things.
1: If you buy a Christmas Day uniform, you shouldn't be allowed to watch the NBA anymore.
0: That's you that no, that should just be the only day of the year that you're allowed to watch the league is on Christmas Day. But in any event, the Spurs are hanging at four and three. Yeah. This is that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean they got off to that great start. They were four or an O, and now they've lost three straight. Uh it's now the questions of when's Kawhi coming back are starting to heat up. Uh and the Spurs have been really quiet on his injury. Hey, they've they've listed him as day to day, he giving you like a day's notice that he's not going to play in the next game. I don't know what's wrong with them. Even it's uh, and I've been looking and try to figure. I
0: that. think they're in no hurry to get him back. They have mostly the same squad, and Pop is going to be Pop. You know that. So Pop's going to pop. Methodical. Pop's going to pop, and he's going to be methodical in his approach. And we're not going to understand it, but it will produce results like it always has. Mm-hmm. So Aldridge, Aldridge is taking a nice stats bump with uh, Kawhi out for sure. Twenty three and eight. 8.5, or, yeah, 23.5, 8.5. And, and DeJounte so. Murray
1: has looked good out there for some games. He's had some really bad games, but there's there's talk that the Spurs want to try to make him into their next star. And I've seen the flashes. I've seen him that he looks like he might be able to do it in some games. Oh, you think he could be the next Parker? Uh, I'm not sure if he could be the next Parker, but uh, he's a long defender. He's got some crafty moves. I think there's a chance that he could be something Oh, so nice. Maybe not quite, you know. Hall of Fame, nice, or you know, uh, one All Star game, maybe two All Star games in the future. Right, I think that's that's in play for him. All right, fair. The, the other good. What's? Or the oh, the, re- sorry, real the quick, one last team I wanted to touch on, and was the Thunder, because uh, uh,
0: there, yeah, they're three and three. You're right. I mean, there's only a half, one and a half games separating from first place, but there, yeah, the Thunder, are interesting. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel about the Thunder? I mean, I guess I would have expected them to click more offensively. You know,
1: I would have expected the problems to be that they're just, they're not playing any defense, that they're scoring too much. Uh, but what's crazy is is they actually have one of the best defensive ratings in the league. They are the second best defensive rated team. And I'm not sure what you know if we've got the Cavs and the Warriors the, near the bottom, if we've got the Thunder near the top. If uh, we should just start questioning who does these defensive ratings and what exactly they're built up of, I I would have expected the Thunder to have more problems defending and less problems scoring than what they're having.
0: Steve Adams was always a solid defender. Uh, Paul George always showed you that he could D-up the best of them. I mean, I'm never going to talk about Carmelo Anthony in defense, and when Westbrook gets angry, he can take the ball from some people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, Roberson is out there literally just to play defense. 18 minutes a game playing some defense. Yeah. Not bad. I just want to say, I think Westbrook's going to lead the league in assists easily this year. You think so? Dude, 12.12. assists he's averaging right now. I mean, he's averaging nearly a triple-double, 21, 10, and 12. Um, I think he will... I think the rebounding... Uh, his rebounding stats will go down, mm-hmm. but his assist totals will go up. Now that he can pass the ball after a year by himself, I think he really needed that year by himself for his ego. Mm-hmm. I think that him and Durant parting was really good. Like he really needed to prove to himself and to everyone that he could do all those things. And now, like that, his ego is like he got that out of his system. You know, that that one year in college, like, LeBron going to Miami, like... Now he's ready. To act like a crazy person. Yeah. he's ready to cooperate and play with other people. Yeah,
1: he showed the NBA world that he can be a legit triple-double guy every night. And he just got another triple-double against the Bulls. So he has now posted a triple-double against 29 teams in the NBA, the Thunder being the one team he has not scored a triple-double against. It's really impressive. I mean, the
0: guy... What's his, what's his little, like, uh, does he have, like, a trademark or whatever? Or, like, a little thing he's like, why not? Or something. I don't know. I, I saw it on his page or something.
1: <clears throat> I don't know. But, uh, you know, why not, I guess? Because he could be, he could average another triple-double again this year. Or if he can keep those rebounding
0: numbers this high. Definitely. I don't think he's going to win MVP again. No. Definitely not with the help. But, uh, the, I don't know, the Thunder would be fun to watch. Carmelo's leading them in scoring. Uh, George is averaging about 20. They're all averaging around 20. Mm-hmm. Melo averaging 24. We'll see what happens. Melo shooting about 47% from the field. Those three-point percentage numbers could be a little bit higher. He's averaging about
1: 35%. Yeah, they but... they are struggling from beyond from the three-point arc. I, I would have thought, but would be uh, would be helpful. But his numbers are really down. He's only shooting 25%. Yeah, yeah last year he was 38%. In which I would have thought that uh, as a, as a space guy, put him in the corner. Or well, the other guys, you know, kind of ISO, especially if you put Anthony with the second unit, you know, Anthony ISO, and have a brainless out there to shoot. Poor shooting uh, will be the death of them, and if it keeps up, for sure. Let's move into my little adventure I had on Sunday night. Oh yeah, yeah. So, listeners of the pod, Richard ended up getting great seats to fantastic, yeah, to the uh, to the Nuggets Nets game
0: in Brooklyn. And so that it was my uh, it was my second time to Barclays Center it was. Oh, third time, third time to Barclays Center down in Brooklyn. It's great. So probably
1: most of our listeners of the pod ha- have never been to Barclays Center, or um, you've been to a number of different NBA arenas, correct?
0: Yes, uh, I've been to the Garden, uh, old Garden. I've been to the new renovated Garden. Mm-hmm. I've been to Barclays. I've been to Oracle Arena. Well, back in two thousand nine, been the Staples Center, been the Bradley Center. I've been outside of Cleveland's arena where I did a little Le- a LeBron impression. Um, throwing some powder in the air. Nice, uh, nice. I'm trying to think How would you, where else I've been. How would
1: you say Barclay and, compares to the uh, to the other arenas you've been to? What Just, just take us through. What's it what's like in there?
0: Uh, I'll say that the Bradley Center is the, one of the ugliest and terrible sight lines for the view. But Barclays, is, you know, if you're in the lower bowl, mm-hmm. um, it's magnificent. It's really great. Like it was built for basketball, at least the lower bowl was. Um, after you get outside the lower bowl, uh, I don't think it's really worth sitting out in the upper deck. That's why their seats are so cheap. They tried to really cram in as many seats as possible. And I think there's an, un- there's an unbelievable and uncharacteristically huge distance between the upper deck seats and the lower bowl. Hmm. And so like when you're in the upper deck, you're really far away. Like I would bring binoculars. Other than that, the food's great. You know, they pay a lot of homage to Brooklyn. There's a lot of culture they've, that branding team has created at the arena. Um, almost everything is sponsored. Everything. Trium and, like, just individual sections. It's, it's, it's insane. The aesthetic when you're walking into Barclays Center is beautiful. It's in a great location. And, like, as a person who grew up in New York, I can tell you, 10 years ago versus right now, I would have never imagined... That the area of Brooklyn, downtown Brooklyn, would be as developed as it is now. It is quite an astounding change. But enough about like the arena and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, let's let's get into the um, game. What? Um,
1: I I did not expect anything from the Nets. I know some people were saying maybe they could make it sneak into the playoffs. I still thought they were going to be a bottom three in the East team. There,
0: but but you had a good time. Tell tell me about the game. Tell me about what it was like in the arena. In the first quarter, I. I Let's let me let me say this. It was pouring rain that day, mm-hmm. and so uh, a lot of people were late. Uh, the upper deck was full, mm-hmm. but the lower bowl it took a while. But it was a lot of more people than I thought would be on a Sunday so early in the regular season, especially against the Denver Nuggets, who have two my at least to me, no one of note that I would really want to oh. pay any significant money to watch play. Oh. But but so wrong after after seeing this game. I would say I I was surprisingly entertained, like by this game. I was just praying for it to be close, which it was. Uh, for most of it, uh, there are a few runs in there where you're like, "Holy smokes!" And then I'd blink again, and they'd be back. I have to say, you were talking about a uh, Jokic or Jokic or whatever Jokic, mm-hmm. Jokic, whatever his name is. Very good player. The man can shoot. Holy smokes, the man can shoot. Welcome to the consensus Uh, the rest of the NBA world had last year. I just never, I don't know, the Nuggets had no one of note, so they just were like a place where I'd like to go visit because I heard Denver's really cool. But other than that, I'm not, you know, if the Nuggets were home, I'd go see a game, obviously, just to say I was at Pepsi Center. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, to me, the Nuggets are just another Stan Kroenke-owned team. Mm. But the team played First of all, their uniforms. The NBA has been doing something interesting this year. Or is it always, I don't know, does Brooklyn always wear black and home now? No, no. Oh, like, it's,
1: it's been a new thing that it uh, since the Nike jerseys came out. They're no longer called home and away jerseys. They have these new names for them. I'm like, uh, your league jersey, your, I don't even know what the, what the names like are. statement or something, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, yeah, I went by Nike Town a couple weeks ago. I was like, it was it's a beautiful layout there. But yeah, you're right. They have a new names for them now.
1: Now, um, now the home team gets to choose who's which jerseys they want to wear, and the road team has to wear some sort of jersey that's just different and then than the home teams.
0: Cool. Well, the Nuggets white jerseys were beautiful. What is I noticed that they were sponsored by Western Union and. The Nets are sponsored by Infor. It's really interesting to see the the logos on the jerseys. But with my good seats, I was able to observe some actually pretty good basketball. I would like to say uh, my biggest surprise from the game, Emmanuel Moutier. Really, I I literally had the guy out the pasture. I was like, "Old Yeller, bring him out back." But he, there was a stretch in the second quarter where he just he scored every point. The Nets had to call a timeout. He scored like thirteen points from him. Moutier just lit it up. He ended up with 15 points, shooting 50% from the field, two of three from three. But the boy played, man. It was really I was impressed. The Nuggets ended up winning the game. But like that was Moody man. Freaking Moody. Hey, if if he can turn
1: it around, when well, you know they've got a good young core of guards there with Murray and Harris. Because they they could be good. But for a number of years. Combine that with Jokic, they need they need help in the the forward position, really. Small forward is is a big position in need. I guess power forward, they've got both Millsap, and they still have Fareed. I don't know how they still have Fareed. I want to free Fareed because I want Fareed to be in some sort of a more prominent role. Well, you know, let him get to the Warriors somehow where he can just go rebound with the other four scorers and just
0: let him have a field day. That would be a little scary. I, I think I would... Maybe stop watching the league if Fareed also went to the Warriors, and then the Warriors just had to give up like ten dollars or something. Yeah, maybe not the Warriors. Let him get to let them get to the Celtics. They need help at the power forward position. Yes, definitely. You know, I think he would be a more aggressive Al Horford. No, yeah. uh,
1: I mean if you put Hor- Horford at center, Reed to get the rebound. on a power forward? Then you got uh, the J squad, the uh, Jalen, and then Jaden, you know, at the uh, the small forward and. Shooting guard position alongside Kyrie, this could be a. They could be a really good team.
0: Yeah, it would be really nice. I, I'd be happy to have you know a, 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 I mean, Farid could potentially make the All Star team in the East. So, um. hey, Marcus Smart for <laughs> Kenneth Fareed straight up. Who says no? I think that Denver says no to that trade. Really, you won't because they could probably get. I think they could get more for Kenneth Fareed. Ah. People know he. The people know he can still play. I don't think they'll get as much as they could have a couple of years ago, but I think that people know. I mean, he just ferocious, great player. You know, one of my favorite players, was so excited to finally see play, mm-hmm. uh, D'Angelo Russell. He had 12-8 and eight that night, a few too many turnovers, got in early foul trouble, which I think really messed up the game. When Russell came off the floor, the Nuggets went on a huge run. When Russell came back, they kind of got back into it. He shot terribly from the field did a decently did, did a decent job from the free throw line uh, i did see flashes of greatness from this kid i still remain very very much excited for the future of dangelo russell and if they can build around him in New Jersey. Um, not New Jersey, Brooklyn. I, I will I'm gonna keep saying that for the rest of my life. I even said it at the arena. I felt terrible.
1: They will Why? always be the New Jersey nets in our hearts.
0: Yeah, I mean it just not enough time has passed for me to actually think that they're like Brooklyn. Like they just mm-hmm. they're 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 always gonna be Jersey. I mean I it was really cool to see uh, it was my first time coming since uh, I think Jay Kidd's number has been retired there. I saw a kid's name up in thereafters. Uh, Dr. J from his day on the ABA Nets. 32 is retired. It was really cool. I don't know. Uh, Mozgov hit a three. Like, other highlights from the game. Hollis Jefferson hit his first, like, eight shots. And I had heard of this person just because I'm an, an NBA 2K, like, addict. So I'm always a fan of, like, drafting and building mm-hmm. teams. And I've heard of that guy. But, you know, I would always put him on, like, the bench. Actually, I would avoid picking him because I just thought he was particularly horrible. I'm not a huge Fan of, like, you know, the hyphen name and whatever. I don't know, but I, I have dumb prejudices, um, especially when it comes to 2K. How how,
1: uh, how do you square that with Carl Anthony Towns? Then are you are you also out on Towns?
0: Uh, he's different.
1: He's okay,
0: different. G- glad to hear that it's not a hard line prejudice. Just no, it's not a hard line prejudice. It's just uh, you're you're basically just a roster filler on the the Nets, uh, g- prejudice. Good, good. Glad to hear that you're just against roster filler Nets. Nets
1: players. Good. Glad to hear that the Nets game went well. Is there is there anything else else you've got about uh, about the experience and stuff you want to give the, the listeners for the pod? The Nets
0: arena is like as long as you're sitting lower bowl is really nice. Um, they're infinitely infinitely cheaper than going to try to see the Knicks. Uh, if your favorite team is in town, Sands, the Warriors or the Cabs, even though those tickets are still considerably cheaper than you you would pay if you were going to the Garden, go see them in Brooklyn instead. A uh, great alternative. Uh, I personally am. I, I told Nathan. I did tell you this that I'm considering just you know going, becoming a Nets fan or just just going to more Nets games because they're so cheap. So this might might not be the last time you hear me talking about a Nets game experience. Mm-hmm. They're just
1: not to spoil anything too much. But in about two weeks, we are gonna go. Uh, we are we're potentially meeting up up and going to a game. And we're gonna leave it at that because we're gonna to try to do some fun stuff, maybe something live outside into the arena. And I'll yeah,
0: we're we're working on we're working on some stuff.
1: We'll let listeners guess as to where we're going because I am in Michigan, he is in New York, so we've got a lot of places that we could be meeting up for this
0: game. But it'll be well, logically, there's only one place. It's it's Pittsburgh. We're gonna go see a Penguins game.
1: Yes, we are. Uh, we're changing this pod to being. Uh, the Penguin Temple,
0: uh, or the Penguin Hut, as uh, as it's known, uh, and the Penguin Igloo. I don't know what I don't know where penguins actually live. I've never seen a penguin house. I
1: don't think they actually have houses, except for Mister Popper's Penguins, where they live in a fr- refrigerator.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you guys know what's going to be happening with that mm-hmm. as things develop. Um, but now. Yay. It's time for my favorite segment, Middleton versus Middleton.
1: Okay. Now, you've, where, you've said you've had something good for me for this because you know my love of Chris, this Middleton. Uh, he is on my I fantasy know, team. I'm a huge fan of Chris. And, and you keep bashing him constantly to me. He's saying that you're going to find better Kate Middleton news. So what do you have for me for Kate Middleton?
0: You know, in this Middleton versus Middleton segment, you know, we... I think we're going to start putting up a poll. Uh, yep, poll going up on Twitter. We're going to start putting up a poll of who had the better week, Chris or Kate. Um, you know, I will always take the hardline stance that I think the Bucks would be better off with five nine Kate Middleton in their lineup instead of the six eight Chris Middleton.
1: You know what? And I will have uh, the stance that England would be better off if with Chris Middleton, and as a royalty figure, potentially taking over the the, the monarchy. Even though they're not a monarch anymore, they've got a whole other form of government. But I like Chris. Let's give him a kingdom.
0: All right. I mean, look, he. Uh... All right.
1: What What do you have for Kate?
0: Tell me. Tell me what All are right. Kate's let's, credentials? Let's Let's talk about some Kate Middleton news, guys. You're in for a treat this week. So. Uh, for I went through People Magazine, and, and I found out there that there's a female choir that all dressed like Kate Middleton. I saw some pictures. It's very cute. It was really cool. I don't think that there would be any choir or even basketball team, if they were a basketball team that dressed up and played like Chris Middleton, they'd be pretty terrible. Then uh, I also found out some more uh, Kate Middleton news this week. She will become the only British monarch when she does finally take over to have a degree when she becomes queen. I think that's really cool. And also, since it's Halloween, uh, Kate will be going uh, to a tennis match, I believe, and she'll be dressing like a, a tennis player, albeit a pregnant one, but she will be a tennis player. And to me, that's a really, really great week. I think that's better than. I, don't know. I haven't heard Chris Middleton's numbers yet. You're coming with that. but Yes. I just don't I don't think Middleton's going to be able to top that.
1: Okay. So Middleton uh, had one of his best games of the season this week against Atlanta. He had 27 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds. Ended uh, with a plus-minus of 26 plus. They were up 26 points when he was on the court. As for the week as a whole, he averaged 21 points, 5, five rebounds, 5 assists. Great all-around numbers. He's hitting threes well. He was five for thirteen in this past week. I mean, he's Giannis number two. That he's he's looking like a legit player. I think there's a chance he could be an all-star this year. I, I don't even have. A, I
0: can't even dignify that with a response. Um. All right, we'll put it up on Twitter. For, you know, I Kate has. I'm sorry, Kate has. I'm looking at his stats right now. He's still shooting twenty-five percent from three. All right. He got off to yeah, a rough his, start the first two games where he
1: went one for ten, but. The last, well, one for eleven. The first three games, but the last
0: three games, he's been five for thirteen. It's it's coming back. I mean, he's averaging. He's out there for thirty six minutes, man, a night. It's looking like. I, I mean, I mm-hmm. hope. I really hope he can start playing better, man. I or, or I honestly, if I'm Jake Kid, I'm calling. I'm calling the crown, and I'm be like, yo, can we get Kate here, please? Mm. You know.
1: All right. We'll we'll put up the up the uh, the poll on Twitter. Hopefully, we can get. Had some votes here, Chris or Kate? It's uh, for who won the week. Chris with a twenty-one-five and five stat line. Kate Middleton going to a tennis match dressed as a tennis player and having in an, uh, what was it, a a choir dress up as her. For uh, oh yes,
0: an all-female choir dresses up like her. Uh, actually, no, they do that routinely. Apparently, it's not just for Halloween. Okay, all right, we'll and, we'll put it up um, and see what the listeners think. And don't forget that she's going to be the first actually educated queen. Eventually, that's also when she becomes the educated queen. Then we'll rest. And when Chris Middleton becomes an actually good player, that I do not have to keep comparing to the Duchess of Cambridge. Mm. Chris is good. You just gotta you gotta watch more and find out. We'll see. I like like I said. I hope he proves me wrong. I hope that his better play will translate to wins for the Bucks. Because even if he's playing well, I mean, if he can't help. Make a team better, then he's kind of
1: not good. He did help make them better. He was plus twenty six in the game against the Hawks. You want to
0: know what Giannis? Yes, is? against against what the Hawks? Isn't that a D League team now? Do you know what Giannis was plus eight against the Hawks? Yes, but Giannis handles the ball a lot more. You know, Middleton is just like a like a side dish. But you know he's like a he's like a, a plate of sautéed broccoli, where Giannis is the the entree, and it, like depending on your dietary choices, he could be a vegan entree, or he could be a nice steak. If I was the one dining, I'm I for me. It's uh, the jury's still out on Chris Middleton. I would look. I would click a Kate Middleton headline before I clicked the Chris Middleton headline. All right, uh, and even if, if she was playing basketball. <laughs> But anyway, let's move on. Let's touch on quickly the, our young team watch. Do you have anything of note from? Uh, we talked about the Bucks. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Magic. I just talked a whole lot about the Nets. Let's talk about the Sixers. Yeah, I mean Sixers. Quickly. Sixers got a win over the Rockets last night. That was that was really
1: impressive. Uh Embiid has looked great. Simmons has posted a triple double.
0: Not many rookies do that. I don't know when in the last rookie was that did that. I want to say it was a while ago. Uh Embiid's averaging 21 and 10, averaging 27 minutes a game. Still keeping up his efficiency. Like his PR is 23.3. Mm-hmm. Simmons PR is twenty is twenty-two, basically. Yeah, Simmons is looking okay. Um, they both are still up they're, they're both still upright. So that really is the most important thing. And they're both shooting over 50% from the field, which is more than I can say for Chris, Chris Middleton. Sorry, Chris, I really don't. If Chris Middleton ever listens to this podcast, which I, I, I doubt, I, I don't have anything against you. I just think it's it's fun. I'm sure you're a good guy. I, I hope I get to meet you one day. It's just I, I expect better of you. I want you to be great. You know, all right?
1: And fair. Very fair. And I will say, if I could meet either Chris Middleton or Kate Middleton, I would choose Kate Middleton. <laughs> Sixers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Sixers are looking good. We'll see if they can stay healthy. I think everyone's a fan of the team as long as they can be healthy. We think we can absolutely then, they can
0: make the playoffs, um, but health remains to be seen. Yeah, Faults is going to be out for three weeks officially. I saw the news the other day, mm-hmm. so you know he'll be back and to get into land a little bit in like November, December. Uh, maybe the you know, folks will be good, even though I don't think it's going to happen by like Christmas. Really, all we're going to be monitoring is like their health because clearly when they're on the floor, these guys know how to play basketball. Mm-hmm.
1: And we're all hoping for him to, to come back healthy and look like the number one pick that everyone pro- wanted him to be. And, well, he was the number one pick. that everyone. We want him to be the player that everyone thought he could be. Quickly, your Lakers. I wish Ball would be more aggressive. I wish Ball would get into the action a little bit more. Um, Because right now he's really tentative. You know, he's great at getting those rebounds on defense and then throwing the three-quarters court pass. But he he doesn't bring much to the table offensively. He he, You know, he needs to start getting into the lane start trying to get a shot up every now and then. I don't know, I mean, just get to the free throw line. I mean, you can do that as a young player. I'm not hoping for Jason Kidd in the first year, but I would like to see... I'd like to see a little bit more of him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah, this is like... Like I said, we're so... How many games have we played? Ball's played in six games. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's still getting acclimated. Uh, The NBA schedule, remember, is a different monster from anything he's ever played before. Mm -hmm. Um, with, With the traveling and the time zone change and... Just like you're constantly on the move. That Even though I envy, I wish I could just wake up in a different city every night. But I think he'll get better as the season goes on. I still have him pegged for a near triple-double. Every game for the year. And I think that he could potentially be rookie of the year. I don't know. Faults is hurt right now. Yeah,
1: it's it's going to go to Simmons.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see.
1: Yeah. All right. How, do you, how are you feeling about your Knicks? Any,
0: uh, any thoughts on the Knicks real quick? Uh, like I said, I'm just going to reiterate what I said at the beginning of the podcast. And that is simply that they are hurting themselves by winning. Porzingis is playing great. You know, personally, this is what worries me the most. As well as he's playing. I mean, actually, no. Yeah, no, he's I mean he's averaging thirty four minutes. I guess that's pretty average, but just I'm weary of his just his usage rate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing a little bit better. He he uh, torched I'm the Cavs. To he did, he did. He looked like he uh, deserved he stood- that Max deal. No my god. No, no, he did not. <laughs> no, he did not. Uh definitely did not deserve that. I mean, I really know. after that game with the Cavs,
1: who would you rather have? Tim Hardaway Junior or Clay Thompson? It's It's a toss-up, right?
0: Definitely, of course, because, you know, the name name Hardaway just carries so much more weight than Thompson. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, Michael Thompson was a good player, but, uh, I don't know, Tim was great, especially for the Warriors. We should, Um, at some
1: point, probably in the offseason, because this is not a good regular season topic, but we should do uh, an NBA dad's ranking of...
0: (laughs) Ha! That'd be fun. (laughs) That would definitely be fun. It also, we, uh, it
1: just gives us another chance to put Lavar Ball as the last place on a list, just for
0: Lavar Ball is the goat. But uh, we'll we'll have a whole Lavar Ball podcast at some point anyway. Uh, anyway, last but not least, update with Bledsoe situation. He is still not playing. Nathan, do you have anything to add? I'm
1: incredibly shocked that he is still in Phoenix. I would have thought that they would have kind of rushed to make a bad deal. I guess it's kind of a smart move, to hold off. Although it it may be hurting his value, Uh, I'm not sure there's all that much value right now because just just what the the buyer's market is. No one's really giving up much. Maybe by waiting, Phoenix can can get a couple more desperate teams in the market. You know, if Denver doesn't pick up after another ten games, they might be willing to give up a little bit more. If the Knicks are about where they are in 10 games. You know, maybe they they start thinking about, hey, we can make a playoff push if we get another
0: guy. Yeah, I think
1: it might be a smart move for Phoenix. Just hold him out, just wait, and then try to trade him when, uh, when they think they can get a little bit better value.
0: All right, guys, thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Hoops Temple Podcast. I am Richard Blue, and he is Nathan Schwartz. Nathan, it's always great to talk to you.
1: Good talking to you, too, Richard. Uh, anyone listening right. at this point, feel free to rate and subscribe hey, to the podcast. That's how we know we've got listeners. Uh, feel free to check us out online. And if you've got any questions... Hoopstemple.com. Yep, hoopstemple.com. Also, we're Hoopstemple on Twitter. That's where we'll post the Middleton versus Middleton poll. And uh, if you've got any questions or anything you want us to discuss, any topics you want us to look at and have a conversation with us, hit us up. Our email address is going to be Hoopstemple at gmail.com. You can also contact us on the website.
0: All right, guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. All right. See ya.